0: Welcome back here on The First Team. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. We have our next position ranking show here for Summer Scouting. We're almost done. I think we've got like three or so position groups left. But today we're doing running backs, which is a position, as we know, the value for NFL teams is not as high as maybe we might perceive it on today's show. But nonetheless, this this draft class, Ryan, it's got uh, some pretty good talent at the top. There is... No Bijan, there's no Leonard Fournette, there is no crazy elite player that's going to go in the top 10. I I, I don't see that, but I think that there are at least three or four, maybe even five guys that can start early on in their careers and be uh, the go-to number one choice in an offense and be highly productive. Maybe it doesn't pan out that way, but it felt like we didn't have that last year, and that's a a little bit different so far for this 2024 class.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I, I think that the way I quantify this class is there's definitely no elite guys. I think there are several day two football players, though, that I could get super mm. excited about. And then there's shit, a decent amount of depth on day three, I think, in this year's class. I think there's a decent amount of depth there. So I agree. I think there's some quality football players. I actually think there's some bigger backs, too, which are pretty interesting. Yeah. But then there's the you know, super shifty, smaller type of backs as well. So I'm excited for this show, man, because I think there's a lot of different styles. And this is a show that I think it could show a little bit of scouting bias to a degree, right? Where it's like, what what type of player are you going to value enough to get him in the top Mm -hmm. five over another type of player, right? Like, are you going to love a... Will Shipley comparative to a Bucky Irving from Oregon, for instance, that are just very different football players. So I think this one just really shows what styles that
0: we tend to gravitate towards. Make sure you check out BetOnline for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to BetOnline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what your football betting needs are met at Bet Online. And again, make sure you use that promo code Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, and I'll start us off um, on that note in the sense that of you know maybe some biases. Um, I. I didn't think that this guy was going to be super highly ranked. I wasn't super juiced up or excited watching him, but I understand why he's probably going to go pretty high. And it kind of kind of reminds me of how like TJ Yeldon went really high when he was drafted, where he was. Okay. And I'm not comparing this player to TJ Yeldon, but like TJ Yeldon went really high because he's big, long running back who played well through contact, and he had a fine NFL career. He had like one or two strong seasons. But Braylon Allen from Wisconsin is my number five guy who I know that you're not the biggest fan of. I, I don't think that he is a, like a super twitchy, crazy, explosive guy. He's not somebody who is going to create a lot of separation for himself. But I think that has he has above average athleticism at 240 pounds. He is not the same athlete as Raheem Sanders who we're both going to give glowing reviews for. But enough of a good athlete that it it helps him be – um, at times, a dominant football player on tape, and I, I see a guy that if you need a yard, you can call on him, and he's going to get you that yard. He is that throwback, prototypical, um, hard nosed, forward leaning running back that just is a built like a battering ram. And I, I really like his his power that he brings to short yardage situations, and just generally yeah. the fact that he is he's difficult to bring down. He is a haul to take down because he is so big. Again, I don't think that he is going to be someone who is going to juke somebody out of their shorts, but for his size, good long speed, and I think his change of direction is actually not that bad for a 240-pounder. 6'2",
1: 240-pound Braylon Allen. He did not make my top five. I had a fifth-round grade on him, which, again, I'm saying he's a draftable football player. I see everything that you see, Joe, in the instance of he's incredibly physical runner. He breaks a lot of tackles. And I just think his long speed is pretty good for his size. Like, again, he's not going to run 4'4 flat, but like he's going to be a 4'5 something runner, I think, at 240 pounds. And he was only a 17-year-old freshman, so he's going to be a 19-year-old this season. He's going to turn 19 during the season this year. So he's incredibly young. He's going to be an incredibly young player if he declares early for the 2024 NFL draft as well. So I'm just not juiced about him because I think there's a role for him. But I didn't see any creativity, which I wasn't mm-hmm. really planning on seeing for a guy that plays his style. He doesn't catch the ball very well, and he's a terrible blocker, like terrible blocker. So I'm looking at him. I'm saying, yeah, on, that's not great on, on passing downs. Like, what is he going to bring to the table? If anything, like, I just don't think he's going to bring anything to the table in that capacity. So he was just kind of disappointing to me a little bit, man. So I had him a little bit further down my list. I completely understand it because I think that in the right system, he could come in and be a, Alfred Morris, right? Like a a a, a good player, but is he going to be a player that you're going to hang your hat on and give a second contract to? Like, I just I I don't think that he's that type of football player, personally. But it's just kind of where I see him.
0: Who is your number five?
1: Number five, a kid that I told you to watch, and I don't know if you watched him or not, but Devin Neal. From Kansas is a play. Man, to I it.
0: told you like a few days ago to watch him. And you were like, oh, know. yeah, sure. sure. Long, I had a busy weekend. I was away this weekend.
1: <laughs> Devin Neal, six yards of carry last year for Kansas and a very improved Jayhawk team. Very improved. 5'11, 208 pounds. I am going to be posting a couple clips on Twitter because this young man, Joe. Mm-hmm. They run a lot of inside zone, a lot of outside zone. They run some gap stuff. They actually are a pretty diverse offense. I was talking about this. That, the offensive coordinator for Kansas, I think, is going to be a guy that's going to be in high demand pretty soon. I forget, I forget what his name is, but he was a guy that even some Notre Dame fans had kind of mentioned this offseason when they were looking for an offensive coordinator. My guy designed some offense. But this young man is incredibly sleek, slippery runner at 5'11", 208 pounds, Incredible field vision. And I think athletically, really good quickness, really good change of direction. I think the long speed is ordinary. I don't think it's incredible, but he also catches the ball well. I just really like Devin Neal as an all around running back, man. Like, I can see this kid being a starting running back on the NFL and being a good one, especially in an outside zone heavy scheme. You know, he reminded me of stylistically, Joe. And again, this isn't me saying that this Devin Neal is going to be this guy in the NFL. But he gave me Clinton Portis vibes. Do you remember Clinton Portis? He was a really good yeah, player. Yeah, I remember Yeah, I, remember I mean, Clinton, Clinton was a really good player for the Redskins and the Denver Broncos early on in his career. And he gives me that similar vibes, man. Like, he's maybe doesn't – he is an elite in one area. Like, I wouldn't say he's – he's definitely not the fastest guy of all time. His power is good. It's not great, though. But he just has a really good understanding of spacing and how to manipulate things and how to set up blocks and how to – Slip off and be able to create extra yardage. So I like Devin Neal from Kansas a lot. I gave him a late third round grade. I think a kid's a really good football player. So top hundred grade for me for Mister Devin Neal from Kansas.
0: Yeah, did not it, again. There were a lot of running backs that I we could have gotten to. All right, I will not you to watch him. I not everyone has not uh, you know as much time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All right. All right. Um, I didn't get to Devin Neal, but my. I I wish I did. It sounds like they've got a really good running back tandem there for the uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Um, My number four was a guy who was massive last year, who had a very productive season and then went down with an injury. I think that this player is going to be ranked highly by a lot of people, assuming he doesn't go down with another injury this year, but will get drafted much later because of his wear and tear and also that injury history, and that being Blake Corum, from Michigan. Hmm. Guy should have won the Heisman. If he finished the season, he would have won the Heisman. He had that crazy of a year and some just ridiculous stat numbers that he had against some pretty good defenses as well. Like he showed up and showed out in a lot of games. Small, very compact football player. Um not and, small. He's short. He's not small. I well, I would consider he's five eight, but he's probably he's listed at five eight, but he's probably five seven. Like you, he is well, very compact is what I'm saying. He's very yes. compact at 213 pounds. That's well, not, I understand what you're saying, that that's he's, not lean, but he's dense. He, he is very stout is the her best she, way to put it. Um, I think for what he is, he is, uh, you know, the, the, the word is thrown out there a lot like jitterbug. That is a very <laughs> commonly used word for small running backs. And I think he fits that description perfectly because he almost – hops around in and out of his cuts. He's got very quick, active feet, which I love. I think his acceleration is great. His jump cut is one of the best that I've seen amongst this grouping where he just explodes in and out of the cut and he creates so much space for himself because he's got good acceleration, good explosiveness in and out of those breaks. What also is is just awesome for him is just the, the mentality that he brings as a running back. Like he's not, again, he's not a 240 pounder, but he runs hard, which I love. I think that, he at the very least is going to be a primary guy in a committee. Um, The one thing that does hurt him separate from the amount of touches he has and the injuries that he suffered is just not having a lot of contact or sorry, let me rephrase not having a lot of power to break through contact. He's not somebody who's going to, barrel through a tackle. He's, he a is somebody who tip- He's
1: a tackle slipper, not a tackle breaker. Yes. Point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Typically on first contact, if he is grabbed, he is going down, which is not great. It's not really ideal for somebody who is going to be getting a lot of touches between the tackles, but still uh, is able to create separation for himself. So in a way does make up for that. And then I, I think that the other thing too, that bugged the hell out of me watching him is just, I, I wasn't in love with the vision. I thought that, at times, he he comes up to the line of scrimmage, he dances around a little bit too much, and then he goes after a hole, and he doesn't hit it as hard as he can. His teammate, who we're going to talk about a little bit, I think has better vision, but I think it's serviceable enough where it is not a, a massive, massive detriment where he ended up at number four for me.
1: Interesting. So I I had Blake Corum at number three, Joe, and I mm-hmm. wanted to read his blesto measurements real quick because it's hilarious. It's five 5'7 and three 3'8, so 5'7 and a half". And he's 219 pounds. So, yes, this is a dense young man. At least he was 219 pounds in the spring. I had him at number three for a lot of the same reasons that you had. I think that he is incredibly agile, very quick. He makes guy miss in the hole consistently. Like he doesn't get contacted in, with the first man. And he usually makes guys look very stupid in space. That's something that I really love about him. I think he's got pretty decent juice for his size. I think he's going to be a 4-4-something type of athlete. I think he's a little bit of a short-stepper, so it's not like breakaway, breakaway speed, but I think it's Mm -hmm. still very good speed. And I think that he is a young man that plays with a great center of gravity. He can slip through some blocks, and I can catch the football as well, which I think is – it's weird because his production wasn't great last year from a receiving perspective, but then you see him catch the ball, you're like, nah, he could do that, man. So I think he's going to be a great screen player. I think he's going to be a really good inside zone runner. I think that he makes guys miss in space a ton, which I love. Easy comp reminds me of Ray Rice, who was a great running back at Rutgers, played very well in the NFL before his uh, off-field mishaps that happened. But I really do like Blake Corum a lot because I think that he brings a tremendous, tremendous value to the game. I actually like his vision a lot more than you did. I, I wouldn't say that he has the best vision in the class, but I thought his vision was yeah. good. I thought it was good vision. I thought that he he maintained space well, and I thought he found the right creases at the right times. Funny enough that you mentioned his, his teammates, Donovan Edwards, who is the other, start, or other running back for them, who had a great year, ended up – after Blake got hurt, I mean, he was dynamic, especially against Ohio State down the stretch. I had him at number four. So I had Blake Klorum at three. I had Donovan Edwards at four. Joe, I completely disagree with you, man. I hate Donovan Edwards' vision. I hate it. Really? I hate it. Oh, man. He's oh. such a chaotic runner. I don't understand it. He's just like running into, into back alignment and stuff. I don't understand. But he is stupid explosive, man. Like, yes. absolutely. Uh, shot out of a cannon. He has long speed, 6'1", listed at 207, I believe, last year. He's probably going to be 6'1", 210 pounds, somewhere in that ballpark. He reminds me a lot of Kenyon Drake, a lot of Kenyon Drake coming out of Alabama. He's got kind of that high-cut look to him, but he's really explosive, really good with the football in his hands. Great hands as a pass catcher, man. Absolutely Mm. fantastic. I'm not a fan of the vision. I think he's a little bit too chaotic of a runner, which is why I ended up with a third-round grade on Donovan Edwards. But athletically, The kid's phenomenal. I just really hope if he gets more touches as a junior in 2023, that it helps improve that patience, that vision a little bit more. Because I really think that he's more athlete than he is great running back right now. But, man, those athletic traits are fantastic. And if he takes a step forward, he could be in that RB1 conversation. He could Mm. because he athletically, again, 6'1", going to be 210 pounds, Gonna run four four something in the 40, has really good change of direction, and he's an incredible pass receiver out of the backfield. All those things together, dynamite at the next level. But the vision needs to improve, the patience needs to improve, he needs to stop being so chaotic as a football player.
0: Yeah, Edwards, I agree with you. He's my number three, so we ended up flip-flopping these guys. Uh, I think that the explosiveness is is exciting. And I think I wonder what his long speed, what that number is gonna be for his 40, because It's really he's very quick for for this you know his his build for a guy that looks like he's supposed to be this uh, you would think the opposite that he would be this big barreling running back compared to to Blake Corum but he is um, a very bursty player and again those the way that he just explodes in and out of those cuts and then breaks away is the best out of a lot of these guys that we're talking about here today I, I think that. Where I saw – I understand why you say chaotic because what he does a lot is he'll find that initial running lane and then he goes back the opposite direction. Then he cuts back to the original direction that he was going. He does that a lot. And I understand that 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 is chaotic, but I really appreciate at times where he knows how to find that next lane to get to more yards to find instead of just going forward. And and it's not like he's going East West. He is. I just think cutting he's impatient. linearly to. I think he's, I, I, don't, I think he's creative more than he's impatient. Uh, I understand man. what you're saying. I just I think, think of the value of
1: creative. In. I think Blake Corb's creative because he is the one yeah. where it's like, why are you cutting that way and then all of a sudden he finds a crease? You're like, oh, that's why you cut that way. Like you're very creative in that sense. But Canyon Drake was the comp, Joe. Canyon Drake at yeah. 6'1, 210 pounds coming out of Alabama, ran 445. He had 34 and half inch vert, 103 broad, 704 3 cone, and 421 shuttle. That's the athlete that I think that Donovan Edwards
0: is. I can I can totally see that. Who was your wait, so your number three was Cora. Okay, so we're we're on track here. So we're back up to yeah. my number two, right? Um, yes my number two was Raheem Sanders who we did our, our deep dive on and the, the guy's just freaking massive he's 242 pounds I think he he might have there might have been an indication that he's added more weight which is nuts and he's not it's not like a fat kid you know this isn't Eddie Lacy that's that's rolling out there my man is is built like a uh, a thumping linebacker the way that he is uh, he's playing the position. His explosiveness and his burst should not be in a running back of his size. He should not be able to explode as easily as he does. He should not be able to pick up speed as quickly as he does. The power is fantastic. It is exciting. Um, He is somebody who is just very, very tight to bring down. And then the main, main thing, why I'm really high on him and why he's basically my 1B, like there's not really much separation here. It's one or the other. Which Which style do you value more? But the big thing that I, I absolutely love about him is that short area quickness for a guy that, again, is 240 pounds. The ability to redirect, plant, um, to make changes behind the line of scrimmage. And then actually another a- aspect of this final piece, amazing vision. I just think he's so freaking well-rounded. I worry about the, the you know the high volume of touches that are going to be under his belt. Sure. By the time he reaches the NFL, and I don't know how that's going to hinder him early on in his career having been hit as much as he has for a bruising style, but the guy is just going to be so good in the NFL if all goes according to plan. It's really weird that he's so
1: nuanced as a running back when he was a high school wide receiver that we've talked about before. I mean, he came in at 6'2", 210 pounds. Now he's 6'2", listed at 242 pounds. So This is a massive young man. He was my number one, Joe, so we just flipped – Trey Benson and Rocket Sanders here. So Rocket Sanders. I didn't you know Rocket Trey Benson's Sanders. my number one. Is it Isaiah Davis instead? I'm actually kind of it's disappointed. Will Shipley? You. No, I'm just. I'm kidding.
0: disappointed that you didn't have your boy Isaiah Davis. I was, I boy, was you know. close. If, if had I watched, I think if I had I watched Devin Neal and not Blake Corum, he he was number six for me. Isaiah okay. Davis was number six. That's fair. Well, I think we should talk. About, I think
1: we should just highlight a couple of the guys that narrowly missed the list because yeah. I think that would be kind of fun, but go ahead back to the conversation rocket sanders for me number one because a lot of things you said massive young man i think he's got underrated quickness though i think he's got really good understanding of where to hit and where to kind of be patient subtly at the front of contact of runs i just think he's got really good hands as well man 28 receptions this past year i think he's got pretty soft hands I don't think that his long speed is going to be tremendous, but I think he's going to hit a lot of doubles, right? Like he's not a home run hitter, but he's a doubles hitter. And he's going to be able to get that tough yardage. He's going to be able to run inside outside zone a little bit because of just how sleek and explosive and understanding of space he has. So I was big on Rocket Sanders, man. Trey Trey Benson came in at number two for me, which I know he's number one for you. I know you want to act like, oh, big suspense here. Six, one. 222, 223 pounds, depending on where you look. This young man reminds me a lot of Leonard Fournette. I think his home run speed is a little better than Rockets. I think he can get up top gear and he's got a little bit more juice. I just prefer the all-around profile that Rocket brought to the game because I think that Trey is a little bit of a short stepper. I think he's pretty creative, though, in tight spaces. I think he's also got pretty good vision. I think he's pretty explosive as well. Him and Rocket actually have some of the same qualities. I just think that Rocket brings a little bit more of an all-around profile than I dig.
0: Right. And that's why, like, I almost don't even want to say that one guy is ahead of the other for me. It's like, these guys are both number one. It, Raheem Sanders being ahead on yours makes sense too, because it, they do, you watch them and it's like, they do a lot of the same stuff. The only difference is Raheem is 20 pounds heavier. So it's easy to, um to be more leaning into that because he's just so big. And he's, again, he's got the frame um to, to be very productive in the NFL, but Benson has less touches on uh, on his frame, which is also an indirect positive, which is kind of a tough thing to always throw out there for any prospect to talk about, you know, what is their injury ceiling because we don't know what that injury ceiling is going to be. Sure. Regardless, Benson, you talked about, I love his vision. Um, he is very, very bursty, explosive. I, I love his flexibility in and out of cuts. And I, I just think he's slippery. Like for a guy that's listed at 6'1, 221. I feel like he plays as if he's five six one ninety 190 and just pops in and out of rushing lanes. Like he is deuce Vaughn finding those gaps. Um, I think that again, both these guys are just built to be, you draft him at the end of the first round early on in the second round, you give them a lot of touches early on in their, in their rookie year on a good team. And they might be in the rookie of the year candidate by the end of the season. If they're on a good team with a good offensive line and you're in playoff contention, they could both be that missing piece for um having really, really massive years.
1: I think they're the one A's of a committee at worst. I really do. Yeah. I think Rocket and I think Trey will both come in and will play early for a team and will be the main ball carrier. And then I think guys like Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Devin Neals, like those are going to be the 1B approach early on in a, in a career. They're going to be guys that are more maybe space-oriented or guys that kind of add a change-up to a running back room. So I agree with you. I think that those two separate themselves just because I think they have a little bit more of that lead-ball-carrier look to their games on the next level.
0: Uh, you had mentioned, it we we'll wrap after this. Yes. I am disappointed I didn't get Isaiah Davis in here. He was at yes. number 6. Okay. Um, I... I He's tough because he's also got an injury history and a lot of touches under his belt, but the guy could be dominating at the FBS level if he moved up. Like He is, without a doubt, should win the Walter Payton this upcoming year if he doesn't go down with another injury. The guy is a, a freaking tank watching him play. And then I want to just throw out uh, one more guy. I really like Camp Skedabo, who at Arizona State this year is going to be, uh, uh, I think, very, very highly productive in uh, in 2023. Cameron Scadabo
1: like the mention there, man, a like guy mentioned very, he's a very tough runner as well. He does not go down in first contact very often. Uh, no. Guys that had fourth round grades for me that narrowly, narrowly missed the list. Joe, uh, I just want to hit a couple sentences on, on a couple of these guys. Aldrich Estime, Notre Dame battering Ram, dude. Absolute battering Ram better feet than you would anticipate though. In short areas, he's not going to be a home run hitter. Like I kind of said with a Rocket Sanders, but he's going to be a guy that's going to give you a lot of singles and doubles, man. He is a powerful dude. If you ever just just Google him, man, he is a ridiculously put-together young man. Will Shipley, a guy that I was not as high on as I was hoping I would be, but he's really good in space, and I think he's got some really nice short area explosiveness and long speed. I just do not like the contact balance very much. Bucky Irving, Oregon, he's kind of that, that super shifty, smaller hmm. back, going to be a – Geo Bernard type of running back on the next level. Catches the ball well, good in space, just not a ton of size to him. And then I had Isaiah Davis with a late fourth-round grade as well, Joe. Oh. He is the FCS version of Rocket Sanders. He is incredibly explosive, <laughs> physical. He breaks a ton of tackles, man. I don't think he's dynamic, as in like I don't think he's going to create a bunch of home runs, but he is a guy that's just going to keep you on schedule and he's going to run
0: physically all day. I love that, that phrasing of uh, of Isaiah Davis. Folks, thanks for tuning in at Joe DeLeon at and Ryzen Draft. We'll be back. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.